Welcome to the Freight Broker Bootcamp audio experience, and I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Today, we're going to talk about how top freight brokers overcome and handle rejection in sales. Okay. So how top freight brokers handle rejection in sales. But before I dive, I'm going to share with you, I think it's about five tips. Okay. About five tips, five things I want to share with you. But before I dive into those five, I'm going to tell you a quick story. Okay. Some of you may have heard some version of this before. I got my first sales job when I was still in college. It was 1992, March of 1992, as a matter of fact. And I had never thought about being a salesperson. I was a pre-law major, but I was broke and I needed money and I needed money fast. And all I knew is that these guys were willing to pay me uh, a base, an hourly, plus some commissions. And so I got hired uh, and you may have heard before, admittedly, I was the worst salesperson they had ever hired. One of the challenges, the first challenge that I faced was dealing with the fear of rejection. I remember my first day vividly. I remember it vividly. I can still picture the desk. I can still picture the phone. It's that ingrained in my mind. And so I remember that phone feeling like it weighed 100 pounds because I was so scared to make phone calls. I worked, I think that day, the first day, I think I worked, you know, I was working part-time because I was a student. I think that first day I worked four or five hours And I'll be honest with you, I'll bet you I didn't make more than five or 10 phone calls that entire day, okay? Which is embarrassing, but true, okay? And the reason why is because I was deathly afraid of rejection. What you have to understand about me is that I'm a competitive guy. I've played competitive sports since I was a kid. Uh, I I wrestled in division one wrestling all through college. I've also been competitive on the national and international level in judo. And so, you know, I'm a competitor. I don't like to lose. And what I equated rejection to was losing. That was my own personal, uh, you know, mindset and mind block, right? That was blocking me. And so I looked at every phone call as a win-lose deal. And that if they told me no or they rejected me, it was like me losing. And so I felt the pain of losing as an athlete when I would just get a little bit of rejection on the phone. And I realized after watching some of the other salespeople, particularly the top salespeople, you know, they didn't let rejection bother them. You know, they, they didn't let it take away their momentum. They didn't lose their enthusiasm. They controlled their emotional state. And they were able to overcome that very easily and move on and, and get sales and generate income for the company and make a lot of money. I mean, people in the company were making six figures. Top salespeople were making six-figure incomes. And so I realized and emulated what they did. So I realized at that point that I had to go all in. If I didn't go all in, it wasn't going to work, right? And again, I was broke and I'm competitive. So you know, I didn't want to be the worst sales guy there. And so ultimately, I overcame my fears. And some of the strategies I'm going to share with you today, some of the tips I'm going to share with you today are a part of that. But these are also tips of watch. I've I've observed hundreds and hundreds of freight brokers and freight agents over the years. And I pay attention in particular to the top freight brokers, the people that are in the top 5% of the game, okay? So I'm going to share with you, now I'm going to share with you five tips five strategies on how top freight brokers overcome rejection in sales, all right? Number one, 
they assume the sale, but they fully expect rejection. They fully anticipate rejection. Okay. Let me explain that to you. That sounds a little, little weird. They assume the sale, but they anticipate rejection. So the best salespeople, top salespeople are confident. Okay. They have a very good posture. What I mean by posture is they, they, they're conf, they lead with confidence. You know, when they say something, it's like it has an exclamation point on the end, not a question mark. Okay. So they're not passive. They have a confidence and an aura about them. So they're very confident. And so the, that confidence is, comes from assuming the sale. What they realize is that every person they get on the phone with could very well potentially become a customer. So they become very confident with that. And it's very important that you, that you do assume the sale, that you would do assume that you're, that everybody you're going to talk to has the potential of being a customer, right? Even though you know that there's going to be a lot of rejection because a lot more people are going to tell you no than are going to tell you yes. Those are just the facts. I don't care what you're selling. All right. The second part of that is, um, again, they know that not everybody's going to, not everybody's going to buy. The good news is in order to make six figures, okay, as a broker or agent, you really only need a small handful of customers. So that's the good news. So the reality is not everybody's going to buy. You're going to get rejection. You're better off being confident and assuming the sale, but understand that you are, rejection is a part of the game. Getting no is a part of the game, okay? So that's number one. They assume the sale, but they understand and anticipate rejection. So it doesn't surprise them. They're never surprised when they hear no, all right? So that's number one. Number two, they don't take rejection personally. They don't take hearing the word no personally. This is not a personal thing. Not very often, if ever, are you going to run into a situation where a prospect is going to tell you no because they don't like you personally. They're going to tell you no for a variety of reasons, right? They're going to tell you no because it, you took the wrong approach or it's the wrong timing or, uh, or you know, their, their own mindset. For example, you know, they've got limiting mindset. Maybe it's their circumstances or past experiences, but ultimately, them telling you no is not no to you. It's no to the sale. It's no to the service. It's no to the company. So when you separate those two, it makes it a lot easier. Don't take rejection in sales personally. It's not personal, right? You need to control your emotions. You need to manage your, your mental state because if you take everything personally, right? Like I was when I first started, I would take it as a personal uh, loss on myself. Like I lost the battle. I lost the fight. I lost the sale. I took things very personal and I internalized it. What happened is it, it will burn you out very quickly and you will never survive in sales. So that's number two. They don't take rejection personally. Just like the top salespeople that I emulated when I first started, I realized they didn't take rejection personally. So it's important that you understand and learn how to manage your states when it comes to that. Number three, this is a very important one. So lean in, okay? They are ready and able to handle objections. Here's the thing, guys. What you have to understand is that you are going to get objections. 
Your every sale, almost every sale you're ever going to make in your life in any industry is going to have some objections. They're going to put up some sort of resistance. And those objections can come in a variety of different formats. A lot of times as a broker, you hear, um, you know, uh, send me some information, right? That's, a, that's, that's an objection in a way, right? It's a, they're trying to give you the Heisman. They're trying to push you off. You know, they're going to give you the price objection. They're going to give you the, hey, we don't use brokers. We only use asset-based objection. They're going to give you the, I don't have time objection. They're going to give you a variety of different objections. And you need to understand how to handle them. So you need to develop the mindset and the skills, right? And the lingo to overcome those objections. If you're not prepared to handle those objections, those objections are going to turn into rejections, right? So the best way to overcome rejection is to overcome the objection first, okay? And I'm not trying to get too heady or crazy here, but I want you to understand that objections are going to be a part of the game. So you have to understand how to overcome the most frequent objections. Very important. Because if you don't, those will turn into rejections because if you can't satisfy their concerns, their only alternative at that point is to tell you no, all right? So that's number three. Number four, they approach every no as an opportunity to learn. Now, what do I mean by that? You're gonna get a lot of no's. And when you first get started, you're going to get more no's than some of the more experienced people. The key is there's three things you can do, right? One, they they critique their own performance. So at the end of every call, take 15 or 30 seconds or one minute to critique your performance. What happened on that call with that prospect? You know, some people record their calls, which is a great idea and a great tool for critiquing yourself. If you can record your calls, awesome. That would be a great way. There's software out there, tons of software, different call systems and different online programs where you can record your calls and it's a great way to critique yourself, all right? Um, So critiquing your own performance, the what ifs and what was said and, and your tone and your flow and how you, you know, the engagement level and your pace and all kinds of different components that fall into a verbal phone conversation, right? And so number one, they critique themselves. Number two, they ask their peers to critique them, their managers, other top performers, other people that are new to them, right? So they're not afraid to get critiqued by their peers, right? They're not afraid to get advice. They're open to being coached, right? And then number three is, they make the necessary changes. So based upon what they observe or what they hear, they try new things, they adjust, they adapt, they overcome. And that's an important part of this self-evaluation, right? Of evaluating your performance, right? So they, so the fourth one, again, is they approach every opportunity and every phone call as a way to learn. I remember very vividly, this is something that I would do You know, this is something that a top performer told me to do in that first sales job. And he said, listen, after every call, sit down and take mental note of what went right, what went wrong, and how you could improve on that call. And take 30 seconds or a minute and try to try to internalize that. So the next time you get on a call and you're in that situation, you know how to act, react, or handle that situation. 
And so I remember that vividly. And so that's an important part of this. So number four, again, was they approach every no as an opportunity to learn, right? And number five, right? Number five, they follow up and they find the opening. Now, you've all heard this before, the fortunes in the follow-up, right? I'm going to read you some stats here. According to HubSpot, right? And a survey that they did, 44% of salespeople give up after one rejected pitch. 44% after one rejected pitch. But most prospects require more than just a simple transaction. In fact, 80% of sales require five follow-up interactions and another 20% will wait 12 months after requesting information about your company before they buy, right? So the fortune is in the follow-up. They don't take rejection as it's no forever. It's just no for now. Now, are you going to call the same prospect every day for a week after they've told you no? Probably not. They're, you're, they're probably going to get upset, a little pissed, and, uh, and you're probably never going to do business with them. But just because they told you no today doesn't mean in two weeks or four weeks or eight weeks or 12 weeks that it's going to be no forever because circumstances change. You're going to get better in sales. Things are going to change in their business. And they're going to realize that you are following up and you're professional and that you are diligent and that that type of character is who they want to work with, right? They don't want to work with somebody who gets a little bit of rejection because they know on the service side that if you don't, if you, if you just accept that rejection on the sales side, on the service side, you know, you're never going to hold up. You're never going to be able to give them the service that they need because there are always going to be challenges on the service side if they do start doing business with you, right? If you lose a truck, are you just going to give up, throw your hands up in the air and say, oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't cover the load. No, of course not. You're going to dig in and you're going to do, and you're going to do the right thing by the customer, cover the load, get it picked up on time, deliver it on time in good condition with no problems. Okay. So that's how it's going to work. So they follow up, which is what I just talked about, and they find the opening. Now, the second part of that is they leverage sales intelligence and they leverage sales triggers as a way to create or find an opening. Now, sales intelligence, sales triggers is basically data that enhances your opportunity to get the sale right? So it, it's a crack in the door. It's an opening. It's an opportunity to get your foot back in the door after hearing no. And so how they do that is they pay attention to the industry that the client is in, uh, any industry news or changes. They pay attention to the client as far as any news. Do they have any new product launches? Is there a new executive? Did they just raise a round of financing? Did they just acquire somebody? right? Did they just have a record year or a record quarter, right? They, they watch what's going on inside of those prospects. They monitor that activity. And then what happens is when, they, when the opportunity comes, when that piece of data that opens up the door, that sales trigger happens, they use that sales trigger as a way to reach back out to that prospect, start a conversation and re-engage them in the sales process. Okay. So, those are the five. Let me share them with you again really quick. They assume the sale, but they anticipate rejection. Number two, they don't take it personally. Number three, they're ready to handle common objections, which is very important in sales. Number four, they approach every no as an opportunity to learn. And number five, they allow, they follow up 
and they find the opening, just like I shared with you, okay? They find the opening, a new product, a new acquisition, a new executive hired, some sort of change in the industry, and they use that as an opening to get back inside and start a dialogue, okay? And so hearing no, all right, and getting rejection is not the end. It's just the beginning, okay? So you need to develop your mindset. You need to develop your sales skills. You need to develop you in order to overcome objection, overcome rejection, and to move on and be successful in sales. And so really quickly, I just want to share with you really quick. If you're brand new and you're just curious about becoming a freight broker, okay? I have, if you're at that first stage, I have a, my program called Freight Broker Bootcamp, right? Which is where we've trained over 8,000 students. We have a 60-day 100% money back guarantee. And it teaches you how to go from zero to starting to get customers, get your business set up and running and starting to get customers and making positive cash flow in that introductory course of FreightBrokerBootCamp.com. If you're new and you haven't went through FreightBroker Bootcamp, check that out. If you're trying to compile information on Google and, and YouTube and trying to fit it all together and you want to expedite that process, the entire course is there for you. Just go to FreightBrokerBootCamp.com. Okay. Thank you for joining me. I truly appreciate it. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I'm humbled that you allowed me to be a part of your day. Now subscribe to the podcast so we can do this more often. And for those of you that take the next 15 to 30 seconds to rate and review the podcast, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. And who knows, maybe we'll give you a shout out on a future episode.